This is Beyond the Bin. I'm Abby Marsh. And I'm Shabazz Sufi. And this is a podcast for real conversations about the future of the waste industry and what we can do together to protect the environment and strengthen our local communities. Beyond Bin listeners, thanks so much for joining me today. So today's episode is going to look a little different because Shabazz wasn't able to join me for the conversation. I have the pleasure of speaking with Elaine Wagner, who is a senior business manager for Casella, as well as Jack McLean, a territory manager for Casella. And then I also get to speak with Jamie Peterson, who works for Beck and Dickinson as an environmental health and safety leader. It's going to be a really great conversation. Some of the topics that we're going to touch upon are the BD Casella partnership and kind of what sustainability looks like for one of the largest global medical technology companies in the world. It's just going to be a really great conversation. So let's get right into it. Jamie, Elaine, and Jack, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having us. So Elaine, can you describe the difference between waste management and resource management and kind of how we've applied a resource management approach to our partnership with BD? Absolutely. So BD and Casella have been in a working relationship for more than seven years now. And the first more than half of our relationship was definitely a waste management contract where we manage their waste But what was really great for the partnership is that it evolved about three years ago to a resource management program. So it made us stop and look at everything leaving the site. Instead of just assuming everything was waste, we considered it as a resource to see what else could be done. Could it be repurposed, reused, recycled? Sometimes waste is waste. You know, that's where it ended up being. But, you know, our relationship with BD... I mean, BD is a complicated customer. Think about what they do to begin with. I mean, they're one of the leading manufacturers of medical devices in the world. We work on numerous facilities for them in North America, um, over 26 in the in um, U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico. And, you know, last year alone, we handled over 53 million pounds of materials. And that equals hundreds of different types of material streams. So mm. when I say complicated, that might be putting it kind of mildly yeah. because we, you know, our goal is then as a resource management company is to find different homes for all of those streams. And just to kind of tag on to, to what Elaine was just touching on, um, you know, it comes down to the partnership. Um, and so, and that's at multiple levels. And, and when we're talking about the difference between resource management and, and just regular waste management. I think it's it's really comes down to those goals and shared values that Elaine was talking about. Jack, I know that you have mentioned that passion and dedication is something really, really important to the success of the program with BD. Can you talk about that a little bit and how that's played an important role? Yeah, absolutely, Abby. So for these programs, it's really not a policy or procedure. It really can only be described as a grassroots effort. Uh, we work with as Elaine said, facilities all over North America, and they all are a little bit different and all have different needs and priorities. And so to have successful programs, and we'll talk a little bit later about specifically about the the site that Jamie sits at and, and our working relationship with her there and the successes therein. Um, but overarchingly, they, they all take a grassroots approach. And, and what that means is 
rolling up our sleeves, going into the facilities, talking with the folks that, that work there and, and finding out what their challenges are and, and needs and really working collaboratively to find solutions. Yeah. And I think that is so important. I mean, in order for this program to be successful, like you said, there needs to be um, passion and dedication from top down. And Jamie, I think you're like the perfect example of that. You've kind of taken the reins on that at your facility at um, Columbus East. BD, do you kind of want to go into your role and kind of what you've done over the past three years? Sure. So when I originally stepped into this role, Casella had a great working partnership with BD already in sourcing areas to recycle our glass because we were strictly a glass syringe manufacturing environment. And Mm -hmm. over the past probably 18 months or so, we have converted not only from a glass manufacturing environment, but to a injection molding environment also with we had an addition of a 90,000 square foot building mm-hmm. and then trying to figure out what are the best sources or, or ways to recycle this whole new stream or this whole new environment that we have going on. And so I think it's kind of been, um, I got to grow up with Casella um, in learning how, how does this whole recycling thing work? What are the best resources or avenues to get our product out there? What are the end products of what is manufactured, let's say, from the recycled goods that we send out or the goods that can be recycled. So I think that's kind of been interesting from my aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, you know, I've got to work with Jack on some really great initiatives for our associates also. So Columbus is a very small town. We don't typically have the curbside pickup of recycled goods and things of that nature around here. And so, you know, in looking at, you know, what are we producing not only as the plant, but what are our associates potentially producing as garbage and things that are going to the landfill and talking with our leadership team about, hey, I think we really should offer some some streams or avenues for our associates to also recycle their home goods. And that was kind of a tricky thing because we didn't have anything really set up here um, in the plant. Um, And also you can't bring outside goods into the plant. So it was trying to, I guess, navigate all those different avenues and trying to figure out what is the most cost effective, what is going to be the best for our associates, you know, and I guess what is ultimately going to be the best for the environment sustainability wise. And so Jack was actually able to help resource a a open topped container for us, if you will, that our associates could bring their own home goods and recycle them and put them into the single stream container, if you will. And I, I'm kind of interested. I wonder what the amount of pounds that we have recycled from our employees would be. I don't know if you know that Jack or not. Yeah, Jamie, off the top of my head. I, I mean, it's, it's uh, I think around 6,000 pounds a month. Um, and from what we've seen and heard, it's, I mean, could probably even be more. So the really exciting thing is it was, it's been a super successful project um, you know, that it was, it was Jamie's sort of brainchild um, and she brought it to us and, you know, we used, Jamie's exactly right, Columbus, I think at one time had curbside recycling, but lost it probably, you know, for economic reasons. And then, you know, with BD's sort of collaborative effort, we were able to offer that to their associates. And I think what's really important with this particular example of, of what the partnership has done is just how unique it is. I mean, we don't work with very many 
industrial manufacturers who are actually thinking that broadly and thinking that at such a macro level of not just how are we handling the waste that's being generated in our facility, but what's our broader reach and how, how can we how can we benefit the community even more? And you know, BD is really demonstrating their commitment to the broader community to offer those types of services. And, you know, just basically provide that service at no cost to to the associates just because it's the right thing to do. Um, and I really, you know, we can't stress enough how unique that is to, to what BD Columbus DC is doing. It's not it's not something we've done at any other site, um, but it does speak volumes about the leadership and uh, and commitment to sustainability that that BD East has. Mm-hmm. There's another level of uniqueness to what Jamie's doing. And it's funny that Jamie is the phrase she's kind of growing up with Priscilla because the challenges that we have um, with working with, with their site in particular are also very new to us. So mm-hmm. giving a little bit of, of color. Um, so I've been with the program for a little over three years now. Um, so Jamie and I are actually kind of on the same trajectory here in terms of our work with the program. Um, and uh, in 2017, uh, BD received a grant um, for a federal grant to build what's called the North American Molding Center. Um, and what's super unique about this is that it's go- it was an add-on to the plant that Jamie was already sitting at. So there's BD Columbus East Farm Systems. And Jamie, correct me if I'm misquoting anything on here, but we have the Farm Systems, which is the glass manufacturing that Jamie referenced. And then this, the I think $70 million was going to go towards a, a groundbreaking and build out of that same facility to create that NAMC or North American Holding Center. So, you know, we realized we were going to, under one roof, have on one hand, the largest, what will eventually become the largest molding, plastics injection molding facility in the world. And on the other side, wow. we have one of the remaining largest glass manufacturers in, certainly in North America, I don't know about the world, but, um, you know, just because glass is a little bit, it's kind of being phased out, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was going to be just such a unique, cumbersome challenge that Jamie, <laughs> Jamie and I both, you know, were sort of greeted with when we came on the program. I mean, not only did we have new people, a new facility, it was new, new product or new waste streams. Because before we had very defined waste streams as far as glass or the the plastic tubs, things of that nature that we were utilizing. And then this was trying to figure out all new waste streams and all the different types of resins that we utilize and how do we recycle those appropriately? What can we mix? What can we not mix? They have recycling. They send it to us. Linear kind of process. It's really a collaboration. So, you know, like Jamie said, I, I did a quick calculation, Jamie, before we hopped on of just where we're at right now with the, the NAMSI. We have, I think, around 50 different plastic combinations. We have um, at least, uh, let's see, nine to 10 different molded parts as of right now. So we're talking about hundreds of different combinations of plastic resins, their shape, their, you know, their, their state, um, whether they're regrind or whole parts or runners or resin and then you get into you know how do you collect it how do you label it how do you get it on the you know how's the best way to transport it um and that's all not only is it ensuring that the material is getting recycled but it's ensuring that it's maximizing the value i definitely wanted to piggyback on that comment from jack 
because it is really important and also aligns exactly with what changed us from a waste management to a resource management partner with BD. It was the collaboration of the leadership at the plant, specifically at this site. I mean, they had the hardest, Jamie talked about, they had the hardest stream out of all the sites, glass. Mm. <laughs> I mean, anybody knows, like they, they're trying to find a value for something that's a hard commodity to recycle. And then when you add in different contaminants that had to it, um, it, it really took the dedication from the site and of course from the Casella team as well to find a home, find a market, and to keep that recycle rate above, I think it was above 93% for five plus years, which is really an accreditation to all of the passion from everybody at that location. Then when Jamie came in and also with Jack, they brought this whole other level to the program saying, great, we did this, we can do better. How do we narrow that gap from 93 to 100? Now, you know, with the addition of the North American Molding Center, the NAMC, how do we make sure that we maintain the same excellence here as we do there? And it's Casella's job to help make sure that these programs are scalable to the other facilities mm. that BD brings to us. Definitely something that keeps going. Um, I'm sure down the road, it'll also pass from Jamie, hopefully not soon. <laughs> and then you know, it'll, and it'll be the challenge of whoever it passes to to make sure they have the same passion that she brings to it. Yeah. That is like, it's so great. I mean, it, it's clear that, I mean, BD as an organization is passionate about sustainability and it, it shows. Now, what does the future of the BD Casella partnership look like? Really exciting because right now BD is working on their 2030 sustainability goals. Something that is new this year is one, um, in our corporate agreement, BD added in a clause asking Casella to help them achieve their global sustainability goals. And then COVID started. <laughs> so <laughs> we, <laughs> we're starting with North America. We're looking forward to how we can help in the future. Um, because again, our our program is scalable. That's, that's the beauty of it. Um, and it's unique to what you know, BD has. The second piece of that is that we're building out a zero waste program across a few different sites. And that's um, the implementation plan for that is a five-year plan. But that is something that both Jamie and Jack are very familiar with because Jamie's two sites are um, two of the first locations that we are rolling that out. I just wanted to ask Elaine, when you say zero waste, what is your definition of zero waste and in terms of like the BD Casella relationship? Like, what does that mean? That is such a good question because zero waste can be so open for interpretation and it does mean something different to everybody. So when BD first came to us and asked us to help them meet their sustainability goals, that was the first answer we had to come up with is how do we define zero waste? So there's a Casella definition, there's a BD definition, what's the right one to use? So we ended up deciding on using a third party and we're using the true zero waste uh, certification program. 
Okay. So that BD will actually be designated in zero waste at the end of the rollout plan. And it's not just a self-proclaimed title that you see sometimes in, you know, peer marketing. This is going to be a, a, a true program that they have to follow the guidelines. It's, it's rigorous. It's not, it, it's going to take years to get there. Um, but it essentially will be um, diverting from landfill, diverting from incineration. And of, instead of it being um, recycle the top of the pyramid, I believe it's repurpose, reuse, then recycle. Jamie, before we move to the next topic, did you have anything you wanted to add on the future of the BD Casella partnership um, and your role in that? Yeah, Jack and I are actually working on some very interesting projects right now because, as I stated before, we're at that 93% diversion rate. And how do we fill the gap or, you know, close that gap to get to that hundred percent. And that's the, really the toughest part I think is maybe Jack or Elaine alluded to is trying to get there and how do you do that? And mm -hmm. so I know Jack has helped try to research some items for me. Uh, what we're looking at doing for the future is we have changed all of our materials that we utilize in our cafeteria to compostable materials. So we got rid of the styrofoam and the regular paper plate. So everything we have is a compostable material, including the silverware, which is made a, is like a cornstarch based type of a material. So. Yeah, Jamie, you're exactly right. That last, you know, 7% while we're so close is actually the hardest because we've kind of tackled all of the big, you know, the, we've fried all the biggest fish, so to speak. And now we're looking at, okay, what's left. So, you know, for 2021, we have a waste audit schedule. Um, so we're going to come in and we're going to know exactly pound for pound what's going into your solid waste compactor. And then, you know, from there, we're going to start talking about, okay, what, what makes up the largest chunks of that 7%? Um, so Jamie, you know, you're talking about uh, what's being produced in the cafeteria and how do we handle that? Uh, and then we're looking at, you know, uh, the PPE rooms and the smock rooms. So one thing we didn't talk about is BD by nature of what they're producing. Um, they, their manufacturing floors are clean. So all the associates wear disposable hairnets and um, earplugs and gloves and they have lint rollers and they wear smocks. And so that's something that's very unique to BD. So how do we, how do we take that and handle it the best we can? So you know, last year working with Jamie, we, we rolled out an, an orange bag program, which diverts all of the used uh, protect personal protective equipment um, from the landfill. It goes for, uh, goes to a partner of ours that gets repurposed or fuel blended. Um, so, you know, we're, we're making all of those tiny steps in the right direction. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's really kind of a, it's a little painstaking at times, but those are the types of things we're looking at now as kind of the last frontier for that last 7% is the, the PPE, which again, that was pre-COVID. And so PPE oh, has taken on a whole nother meaning <laughs> and in terms yeah. of volume and importance. So we're looking at, you know, how do we handle that brand new waste stream appropriately? Um, how do we handle the cafeteria waste? That's never going to go away. It's a 24-hour facility. You know, the folks got to eat. So how are we how are we handling yeah. that that line of, of uh, waste uh, responsibly? You know, does that mean um, composting? Does it mean anaerobic digestion? How do we collect it safely and, and sanit in a sanitary way? Um, 
whole nother can of worms that we have to tackle. Um, but it's exciting. It's, it's a definitely, it's all, it's a problem worth having because it means that we're moving in the right direction. So I guess that's a great transition, Jack. You mentioned COVID and um, I know that Tom Poland, the CEO of BD, has been working closely with the White House task force. Can you talk a little bit about how BD has played a pivotal role in the pandemic? It is really exciting to see in the news and read in the paper about all of the wonderful things that BD is doing in support of you know the global community during this pandemic. It, beside the rapid tests for COVID that are going out, already being implemented, um, I think they're on their third or fourth type now. They keep evolving. I can't really catch up with it. Uh, it's, it's just really impactful to see what they're doing. And really, I like to talk to my team and my family and anybody who'll listen to me about how exciting it is what we do at Casella, being a part of it and seeing the journey of what BD is doing to help everybody in the world when it comes to the global pandemic. I mean, as you alluded to, like Tom Poland, the CEO and president, he was on the White House task force. There has been numerous um, COVID rapid tests gone out to either frontline workers for themselves, also for patients. I believe there are at least four, if not more, they keep evolving. The other thing that's happening is BD is, I mean, I alluded to earlier that they're one of the largest medical device manufacturers. I mean, they produce more than 700 billion units a year for the world. And (laughs) it is. And they're also the leading producer of needles and syringes. So right now, BD was given federal grant and a contract to produce over 286 million um, needles before the end of this year. You know that a majority of those are coming out of Columbus, right? That's not like BD yeah. as in BD everywhere. That's BD as in BD Columbus, Nebraska. Wow. Which I think is pretty exciting. The fact that, you know, small town Nebraska is ha- is playing a pivotal role in the fight against COVID by the production that's happening right here in the middle of Nebraska. So, you know, keeping, keeping the lights on for the current program is, has been a big, you know, goal of ours. But I think what's important too to note is, you know, waste infrastructure was listed as um, an essential service. And so all of our, um, all of our folks at Casella continued to work throughout the quarantine, throughout the pandemic, alongside BD. Um, You know, how much pride we have in working with a company like BD that is at the forefront of this fight against COVID. And even though we're just a, you know, we're just a slice of the pie for, for BD in terms of their fight and their role in, in this um, global pandemic, uh, you know, being that, that end, end of life slice of the pie in terms of the supply chain is, is an important one. And um, it's not always you know, the first thing that people think of, but when you're talking about producing anything, whether it be you know, widgets or um, you know, syringes for vaccine, um, that's going to create waste. And if that waste isn't handled, it's it delays and problems. So to be, to serve that role for BD in, in any, in any capacity is uh, something that we take a lot of pride in. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to join us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for facilitating. Mm-hmm.
thanks so much for joining me for the conversation with Elaine Wagner, who is a senior business manager for Casella, as well as Jack McLean, a territory manager for Casella, and then Jamie Peterson, who works for Beck and Dickinson as an environmental health and safety leader. It was really encouraging to hear about all the amazing things a company the size of BD is doing to achieve their zero waste and sustainability goals. I'm definitely really interested to kind of hear about their progress over the next few years towards those 2030 goals. So we're definitely going to have to have Jamie, Jack, and Elaine back on the podcast to kind of give us an update on their progress towards zero waste. Um, And just thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. And we hope that you enjoyed the conversation and stay tuned for the next episode. 